0: Hi there, it's Les Schwab Alignment and Brakes and Shocks and Wheels and Tires. Some tire places don't offer all that, but we do, to help keep you safe. And during our Ready for Summer Tire Sale, save up to $160 on a set of four select tires. We're open, so stop on by or book an appointment at Schwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing matters. Limited time offer while supplies last. Actual discount amount depends on tire size and type. Cannot be combined with other offers. Details at LashWab.com. Stand by for action.
1: Thanks for joining me. My name is Dave Miller. I am the Unpleasant Blind Guy. Now, if you've listened to my Way Back series, and if you haven't, you should, just search for The Unpleasant Blind Guy The Way Back. You've heard how I've told you how to prepare to uh, preserve and to teach the basics that will keep the civilization of the United States of America alive and going on through the generations. But there's another aspect to it. And that aspect is keeping yourself ready to preserve and to teach. And part of doing that is through a healthy lifestyle. Now, This is going to very much be a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do program. I expect to croak when I'm about 60 because my idea, for instance, of of, uh, breakfast is a diet Dr. Pepper and two or three cigarettes. That is not the idea of a healthy breakfast for the person that I am going to be talking to this time. I want to introduce to you Kelly Driscoll of UnleashYourLimitlessLife.com.
2: Hello, Dave. How are you today?
1: Despite the fact that I'm still having my breakfast, I'm fine. Um, (laughs) Well, that's great. I've known Kelly for a little while, and she has always been, seemingly, about a healthy lifestyle, but she's done something with it. Even in the age of Obama, she's been able to create a very successful website rather quickly that talks about a healthy living. And we're going to get into that right now because this is something you need. If you've listened to my show often enough, you know that things could be better. And regardless of who's in office, there are still people who are going to be trying to bring down our civilization. And we as individuals should prepare ourselves mentally and physically for that coming storm. First of all, Kelly, now when I see the things that you post in Facebook, it's, Fruits and vegetables and uh, things of that nature. Now, I'm very much a meat and potatoes and burritos and pizza and burgers kind of guy. (laughs) How can an individual like myself ease into this healthy uh, lifestyle sort of thing?
2: Well, that is something that was very easy for me to do because I had very serious health issues and um, had basically hit bottom, so to speak. But for the average person who's thinking about adopting a healthy lifestyle, you really, in most cases, unless you're ready to go all in, and there's not not a lot of people I find who are the all-in type of folks, you have to do it like you eat an elephant. You have to do it one bite at a time. So the best way to ease into... The healthy eating aspect of a healthy lifestyle is really to focus in on removing as many processed foods as you can or that you can tolerate (laughs) from your diet. So in other words, if you were to go shopping with me right now, I would be shopping around all the outside aisles of the supermarket. I would be staying away from the inner aisles as much as possible, except for a handful of staple items. And that would be where I would start. So if I was teaching someone how to do this one bite at a time, I would start with changing their mindset about the way that they shop for food.
1: Okay, so how about this way? You are a health coach, okay? Now, say you had a reprobate like myself, who had just had a heart attack, but loved all the things that I love, the tacos and the pizza and the burgers and all these kinds of things. Let me ask you this question. Would it be one technique to maybe begin with, say, a few healthy meals a week, replacing the good stuff? and move a little bit more into it towards that as far as the meals go? Or would you be more a mix-in, oh, let's say a melon dessert along with uh, huevos rancheros or something like that?
2: That's an excellent question. And I think in most cases, it would be on an, an individual by individual basis, of course. But normally, my suggestion is to start with one meal a day. So we would start with replacing all of your breakfasts, your, your Dr. Pepper <laughs> and cigarette breakfasts, uh, okay. with a wealthy alternative or your lunches or your dinners. For example, I <laughs> recently have had the good fortune of tapping into a large group of mostly women who are changing their, their eating they're transitioning towards a healthy lifestyle and clean eating by making one meal a day for their families, one healthy meal a day for their families in their crockpots.
1: Oh, yes, I saw that. It's kind of an interesting way of going about it. Can you expand on that, on that a bit?
2: Absolutely. And I've found that this has had a huge appeal for this rather large group of women that I've been blessed to have been brought to because... One of the major difficulties that anyone who is trying to adopt healthy lifestyles has is our fast-paced lifestyles, the lack of time. We're just so busy. We have so many things occupying our time. Where do we find the time to cook from scratch, which is what eating a healthy lifestyle basically calls for you to do, to get away from convenience foods and cook from healthy whole ingredients. It's very difficult for people to wrap their brains around that. So what i'm teaching these this group of women to do is to throw a bunch of healthy ingredients into their crock pots in the mornings and then just set it and forget it and when they come home from their jobs or their errands or running the kids around they have a healthy nutritious delicious meal that they can basically just serve right away with no muss and no fuss Hmm.
1: now you say that the processed foods are the worst and this is something that a lot of people know but there are problems for some people who can't get to a store that often and I'll give you an example I would not mind eating a banana once in a while maybe even one a day but the problem with that is if you go to the store you have to buy bananas and then they must be eaten or they'll go bad and they get wasted and then you have to throw them away and I hate to waste food Ditto with things like eggs. Well, they can be preserved a little bit longer. But also things like grapes, watermelon, which I've loved since I was a kid. A lot of other things that if they're not eaten within a certain period of time, you just have to throw them out. And uh, that can be a difficult proposition if you find it difficult to get to a store. In cases like that, what do you recommend?
2: Well, it depends on... You know, when you say it's difficult to get to the store, you don't get there that often. If you're saying once a week, there's actually a lot of fruits and vegetables that you can buy that have quite a long shelf life. If you're talking not getting to the store much longer than that, well, that does pose a problem. Then you're talking about probably having to either freeze and transform some of your, your fruits let's say into a smoothie later on or some other, in some other creative way or buying flash frozen fruit and enjoying that, portioning that out and enjoying it when you wish to. You have to be careful with those types of products though because you have to, well, like anything that you buy that's been produced, you do have to be very careful and read the labels and make sure that what you're getting is just what you see on the package. If you're buying a bag of flash frozen fresh fruit, you know, when you look at the ingredient label, it says that's all that's in the bag. It uh, hasn't been sprayed and coated with any kind of sugar, processed sugar products. It's just the McCoy.
1: Okay. How about using a dehydrator on some of this stuff? Because I know that there is a certain loss factor each time you eat, uh, let's say, a melon. That is not just a melon that you bought at the store and take out of your melon keeper or whatever it is. How about the whole dehydrating thing? Is that a way that these things can be used? I mean, for instance, can you take watermelon and break it up into, let's say, little squares and put it in the dehydrator and dehydrate it and then later on pull it out and... Either add water and just eat it that way or, as you say, make smoothies out of it or or things like that. I mean, is that an alternative?
2: Absolutely. Dehydrators, good quality ones, are very expensive. I have a friend, she and her husband have quite a large garden, put up a quite a large garden every year, and they can some of the things that they grow, and they also dehydrate um, some of the things that they grow. They also buy sides of meat and they dehydrate some of the meat as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. It's better to dehydrate yourself than to buy dehydrated products. Because you can't always count on the way that they've been processed, and you're not oh, can't always be confident that they still have the same nutrient density that they had before they went into processing. So I would absolutely advise getting a dehydrator and doing it yourself at home to make sure that you get the maximum nutrient density out of anything that you do dehydrate. But yeah, absolutely, that is a great way for someone who's concerned about the shelf life of products, but still wants to consume them to be able to enjoy them to get around that problem.
1: Right. And there are preppers, people who want to prep for uh, different things who might be listening to this program. And the dehydration might be a way that they can get some better food set aside other than energy bars and food tablets and things of that nature. So that might kind of help. Or just in case they want to have a dinner party for 20 and outside the window there's a sea cow swimming by like in that dehydrator commercial, (laughs) (laughs) things like that. Now, a question comes up. You alluded to this a little bit. And when I was thinking about doing this with you, I thought about this, and it's a serious issue for a lot of people, and I wanted to ask your opinion on it, the whole GMO question. Now, a lot of people think that this is responsible for a lot of the very strange health issues that some of our kids and grandkids have today. For an example, peanut allergies. Now, growing up as a kid, and we're the same age, I never heard of a kid that was allergic to peanuts, but... Now it seems like about every 10th kid can't stand to be within a 100 feet of a peanut. And there are all sorts of other allergies now that are popping up with kids. And the question is being asked out there, if maybe some of these GMO vegetables and other things might possibly be responsible for that. What is your opinion on that whole issue? And how do you frame that into living a healthy lifestyle?
2: Well, to put it succinctly, the GMO question is one that needs to be considered. And basically anything that grows, whether it's animal or vegetable, has been genetically modified at this point. And there's a lot of doubt in people's minds that a lot of the products that claim to be non GMO are actually non GMO because how far did they go back to decide that, that let's say, wheat? This wheat that you're eating has not been genetically modified. Are they actually using wheat seeds that heritage, how far back in the heritage line did they go before they said it's a non-GMO product? I had a long discussion with someone about this the other day, and they raised a lot of doubt in my mind about whether even if they say something's non-GMO, is it really But I think the more serious question is, it's not so much the genetic modification, although that is something that has to be taken into account. For me, I think it's all the antibiotics and hormones and chemicals, the non-rotation of fields, all of those factors, I think, weigh in way more than whether something is GMO or non-GMO. And I'll tell you why I believe this, because I'm someone who could basically eat anything her entire life. And as I've gotten older, little by little, I've had to give up more and more. Not only, I've given up processed foods entirely, but over time, before I gave them up 100%, I had to give them up little by little, more and more. And then once I'd done that, I had to start not eating certain natural products. I can eat seafood, but I can't eat any fish. (laughs) The last thing to go is canned tuna. Um,
1: Oh, I love canned tuna.
2: I know. And I can't eat any grains. The only grain that I can still tolerate is rice. And that's why I have embraced paleo clean eating, because that's what works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. And that's the big part of what helped me to turn my health around. But going back to one point you made about peanuts at the beginning, there's actually a study that came out the other day. and I. I'm sorry I can't give you the source right off the top of my head right now, but they found that one of the biggest contributors to peanut allergies is doctors telling parents not to give children peanut butter from birth, Ah. waiting to introduce that into their diet. And it's not introducing peanuts into their diet at an early age. That is contributing to these peanut allergies later on. And I don't understand all the science, but I thought it was a very interesting study. And I'm going to be looking into it a lot more.
1: Wow. Okay. Now, that one I didn't know. And that's fascinating as anything because... My generation grew up eating peanut butter and peanut butter and jelly and, oh my God, I I probably consumed about 900 gallons of peanut butter by the time I was 18 years old. It's just something that parents used to give their kids. And, of course, peanuts make up so much of so many products that are out there, not just food products either. That's a fascinating study, and it actually sounds like it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Especially with this kind of snowflake culture. I mean, I don't even know why doctors would say not to give your children peanut butter. That's bizarre. That said, I would recommend that people take a look at that study, because peanut butter also is... Well, okay, I know there are ways to make more natural peanut butter. You can do it yourself, and that sort of thing... But on the scale of processed foods, how healthy would you say peanut butter is from, let's say, um, one to skull and crossbones?
2: <laughs> I like that scale from one to skull and crossbones. Okay. There are a lot of different peanut butters out in the market, and some of them have better ingredients in them than others. A lot of them tend to make them with saturated fats and a lot of added sugar. Mm. But I would say on your scale, one being it's super healthy and skull and crossbones, meaning it'll take you to the grave. I would say that it's probably at a, I would say like a four.
1: Okay. Well, that's not bad. For processed food, that's not bad. I mean- the processed food that I eat, it's probably about nine-tenths chemicals anyway. Well, it's all chemicals in a sense, but about nine-tenths of it was mixed up in a lab anyhow. I want to get to the next part. Meat. Healthy meat. And Now, I understand that for some people, absolutely no meat at all is the only way to go. But for people like me... I would just shrivel up and <laughs> blow away if I couldn't have some meat.
2: I will say this on the meat topic. Meat is important in our diets. It is a obviously a very significant source of protein. And some people are not meant for a vegetarian lifestyle. Many people are not. Meat Besides being a significant source of protein, it's a major building block in helping us build muscle, and there's lots of great vitamin nutrient and nutrients that we get from it. But it is important, whenever possible, to make sure that you are getting meat from a good source. Whenever possible, it's not always affordable. Grass-fed beef, beef and pork and chicken should be your first consideration. And the other thing is, more importantly, on the processed meat sides, when you're looking at luncheon meats and sausage and things of that nature, make sure that you're looking very carefully at the labels. You're really reading the labels to see what ingredients are actually in that product. And whenever possible, try to buy processed meats that are uncured. That would be my best advice.
1: Okay, well, and I know that this is an issue with American ranchers. Now, of course, they want to stay in business, but they do bring up a point, which is that they are regulated as to what they can do and things of that nature. And when we import foreign meat, we really don't know 100% what is going on with that meat. So personally, and I don't know if you would agree, I would say buying American, I usually say buy American, but in the case of things like meat, Buying American is a really good idea because at least we know what is being done with the cattle and the pigs and the chickens and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Do you agree?
2: Yes, I absolutely do. We've seen many times in the past the dire consequences of eating imported meat from time to time in the news, the health consequences that it's caused, and I'm much more comfortable eating domestically produced meat than meat that comes from abroad because I know that it's not as regulated in its production as it is here.
1: All right. Now, I want to get to the last part of our discussion here. How important, and I know that for some people this is going to be a silly question, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway because we've been concentrating on consuming. How important is exercise really to a healthy lifestyle, and I want to throw this one in, too, because this, again, is a different world for children being raised today than it was when we were growing up. How important is it for us to wean the children off of the iPads and the phones and things like that and send them outside to play, and how important is it for us to go outside and play? Exercise.
2: Uh, Yeah. That's a super important question and I will say that it's very, very important. I will preface that by saying that if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle through clean eating and perhaps you're thinking maybe you want to improve your health or you want to lose weight, exercising will do you absolutely no good unless you are eating clean, I would say 80% of the time. But having said that, people have to be getting out at least three times a week and doing some form of moderate to strenuous exercise. When we were kids, Dave, we didn't think twice about going out to play. We didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. You know, we didn't have video games. The outdoors was our playground, and that's where we thrived. That's right. But now in today's culture, it is so important, not only for kids and 20-somethings and adults and older to get out and exercise. The one thing that i found, and again, we're the same age, we're both 57. You're a much better
1: looking 57 than I am, by the way. (laughs) Much better looking. But go ahead.
2: We get you off to that Dr. Pepper and the cigarettes and uh, (laughs) you can turn back the clock too. But anyway, having said that, The one thing that I've discovered now as I get older is that the more effort I make to exercise, and my husband and I do actually, we make a point of exercising three to four times a week, if not more. The younger we feel, the more vital and alive we feel. And I want to share this quote with you because this has really become my mantra of late. There was a, a guy back in the early Greek days named Herophilus, and he's actually thought to be the father of modern anatomy. But anyway, he said, when health is absent, wisdom cannot reveal itself, art cannot manifest, strength cannot fight, wealth becomes useless, and intelligence cannot be applied. And I love this quote because I found that the longer I eat clean and the more I add exercise into my daily life... The more alive I feel, the more vibrant I feel, the more creative I am, and the more able I am to handle problems, issues, challenges. So it's absolutely important, and our our children especially will not be able to thrive and handle everything that life throws at them if they don't exercise and they don't have that component in their lives. I truly believe it.
1: Well. That is a heck of a showstopper right there. (laughs) Kelly, I want to thank you for coming on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. It has been a uh, very useful program. And I'm wondering, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close out the show?
2: I just want to say thank you so much for having me on, Dave. As you know, I'm a big fan. And as long as you're doing this show, I'm going to be a huge supporter And I just want to remind the audience that adopting healthy lifestyles are not as difficult as one is led to believe, and you can do it. And if you do, you will absolutely change your life tomorrow in many profound and wonderful ways.
1: Well, that's great. And Kelly, please give the audience your website one more time. Folks, when I talk about prepping for the future, as I said, when I began this program, You have to look at the whole picture. Preparing and saving and teaching the documents that have made our country great and have made the people free and have made us all equal. You have to do that, but you also have to be in shape to be able to do that and to pass that on to your next generations and include a healthy lifestyle. This used to be just done, but now you have to go and seek wisdom. So, Kelly... If you'll give people your website one more time where your services can be found.
2: Absolutely, Dave. I'm honored to. My website is UnleashYourLimitlessLife.com and my life and healthy lifestyle coaching business is called Limited Life Fitness.
1: Excellent. And how can anyone get hold of you if they want to take advantage of your services?
2: They can go to my website and click on the contact me button at the top of the page and reach out to me and I will get back to them that way. They can also reach me on Facebook. My profile page is Kelly Driscoll. They can also find me at Kelly Driscoll's Limitless Life Fitness.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, once again, thank you for being on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. I appreciate you both as a listener and as a professional and folks, give kelly's website a look i'm sure that you won't be disappointed and that is it for this time i appreciate each and every one of you thank you for listening stay healthy and may your god go with you goodbye the unpleasant blind guy is copyright 2017 ano domini Now for Dave's Canes. Extras that help you navigate the new media world.
2: Conservative media
0: done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Hey, this is Michael Wright.
3: And I'm Shannon Wright.
0: Join us for the right way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media.
3: Why are they joining us?
0: For fun things, like sports, politics.
3: Oh, maybe some news and entertainment?
0: And all kinds of other things.
3: Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com.
3: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island Rail Station, comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, Facts and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York. The Lid himself, Jeff Demmets. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz.
2: It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie
3: airs
0: Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. The new show on the SHR Media Network, Sackheads against tyranny on shrmedia.com go there quick like a bunny 11 p.m eastern 8 p.m pacific every wednesday live and direct on the shr media network
1: shrmedia.com be there for 50 years i've seen the american people blinded by corrupt politicians a left dog media and deceptive islam The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media, and the Western Free Radio Network for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, and catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant.
0: Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad.
3: Hey girls, Carry Girl Gear is here.
2: More and more women every day are concealed carrying, participating in competitive shooting and getting firearms training. It's not a boys club anymore and we don't have to shop in their stores anymore either. Finally, a cool and unique clothing line just for women. Dope tees and hats for the patriotic concealed carry and two a girl. So what are you waiting for? Go check out carrygirlgear.com today
0: conservative media done right you're listening to the shr media network